It's like a void of black. There's a portal over here. Let's talk about some spooky shit. Violent Delights. It's yeah. Jerica and Birdie and Savannah for joining us today. I don't know if we want to just like jump right into the subject matter or not, but I mean, I would like to make a proposal in this episode. Okay, I, I want my dad to listen to one episode. He really, really, really wants to listen to one. Can we do one without cussing? If it's not possible on this one, we'll try another one. Cussing is totally doable. Subject matter for some of my okay. We'll go. We'll go back. <laughs> I'm I might, I'm gonna have a hard time not making fun of mine. Also, yeah, okay. fair, okay. fair. I was thinking the same thing because I knew this was something you wanted to do, and mm-hmm. as I was reading over my script, I was like, I don't. It's gonna be really hard. It's for gonna me. be so hard. But I know my dad wants to listen to an episode. So okay, bad. we will absolutely find one that dad can listen to. Yeah, we'll keep Maybe it. We'll keep it one. PG. PG and we need, we need, we need like two weeks. Prepared, <laughs> just like cleansing our that mouths two minutes and before our you start. Yeah. And we'll call it our our squeaky clean episode. Oh yes. And um, we are super excited about our episode today. We're going to be discussing creepy crawlies, like weird insects and creatures and things that probably actually exist. Basically, we have aliens on planet Earth, and we want to yes. talk about them. Yeah. First, we're going to kick it off to Jerica. The weird animals slash insects that I did, I did something called a sparkle muffin and Skeletorus peacock spider. What the that fuck? Literally right? sounds like cute? it's made up. Purple right? Muffin. I was like, who was high? That's some friendship or... is magic shit right, right? there. <laughs> but when I show you the picture, I'll show you, like, go through it and then I'll show you a picture and I like a little clip of each of them because this one's really cool. Okay, so I did sparkle muffin and the Skeletorus peacock spiders because they are, like, both peacock spiders but they just look a little different and behave a little different um but they're really similar and they were discovered at the same time okay so they were discovered between 2012 and 2015 and i say those dates because like you know when they publish all of the sciencey stuff it's like a couple years after so mm-hmm. i put a little range um it was found in queensland australia by a student <laughs> named right of course australia of course. um a student named madeline gerard um, it's named the peacock spider because of their bright colors and how they attract a mate via dance ritualistic behavior. Um, they have a small frame. They're about 0.1 to 0.3 inches, which is about the size of a pencil eraser. Um, they're venomous, but not dangerous to humans. Like if they tried to bite us, their jaws would break. They wouldn't even punch the. Punch oh, they could like They're so skin. tiny. Yeah, kind of like a um, granddaddy daddy long leg. Yeah, yeah they yeah. like would not be able to pierce our skin. Um, they do. They are vicious, tiny but mighty. Um, stalk prey like lions and can take down prey three to four times their size. That's kind of adorable. Right? I kind of like them. And they're real cute. I can't wait to show you them. Okay, so, um, the Skeletorus, um, males display a flat-like body part known as a fan, which is brightly colored and patterned. Then they raise a leg and display it to the female. So, aka, like, a sensual leg-waving and booty-shaking. Right? I bet. (laughs) 
as he ran away. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, spiders have no ears and hear through organs on their legs, which I did not know that. That is true. So during this mating dance, they'll pause, they'll drum the ground, or occasionally the female's head, which is like, what? Like, courting you? Like, can you just imagine? This is Ba-da-da. definitely not a dad episode, because I was like, oh, I'm thinking of, like, helicopter dick. Swinging you know, <laughs> around. Like, that's the equivalent in this spider. I agree. Um, if she accepts, then the ma- they mate, obviously. Um, if the dance and booty were lame, then she will eat him. Yes. Right? What a queen. I know. Right? I love that she gets to decide if his, yeah, his she's like, moves mm. are not up to par. High stakes, man. Um, so here's a quote from one of the guys that was involved in photo- uh, finding the creature. He's the photographer. He uh, photographs spiders of this type. The is a photographer. His name is Jurgen Otto. I think that's how you say his first name. But he, in this article that I read, was talking and he says, quote, When the male got within a few centimeters of the female, he exploded into a firework of activity. The spinnerets were extended and flicked around at amazing speed. One of the legs was flexed like he wanted to show off his muscles. And he moved constantly from one side of the grass blade to the other. Which is, like, so funny to hear people who, like, are really jazzed about this stuff yeah. describe it. I was just like, what? That's like, weird. It's like a, a review of, like, Cabaret or right? something. Right? It's or like, Chicago. Right? <laughs> Cute Sparkle Muffin has iridescent red and bluish stripes on their abdomen. It looks similar to other peacock spider species. Um, the Skeletorus ones look a little bit different. And I'll show you pictures at the end. Otto, the same photographer, says, quote, their docile nature and soft teddy bear-like appearance really charmed me. Oh, that's so cute. As I mentioned, the Skeletorus ones are white and black colored marking, have white and black colored markings similar to that of a skeleton. Um, this spider looks distinctly different from other peacock spider species. It's named after a Skeletor from Masters of the Universe. Oh! Yeah. The He-Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This dis- uh, discovery led them to believe that this species is much more diverse species being um, the spiders, and the skele- uh, peacock spiders in general, um, to be much more diverse than they originally thought. And he says again, despite the large number of species we have discovered just in the last few years, I can't help feeling that we may have just scratched the surface of this most exciting group of spiders and that nature has quite a few more surprises in store. Which, ain't that damn true. We I mean, always find scary things. Oh, yeah. Like, when they were filming Lord of the Rings in New Zealand, they found, like, ten new species of spiders Yuck. in a cave that they were in. And they named some after the actors. Oh, I was going to say either the actors or Lord of the Rings. Was, that'd be so cute. The actors that played Pippin and Mary. Oh, awesome. They got spiders named after them. Because, like, one of them went <laughs> on the, the field trip with them. Field trip? Whatever. That <laughs> thing? Okay, yeah. so I will show you pictures and then so I'm gonna include my switch I'll just say for this piece before I go into the other animal the articles that I use for this um, lifescience.com from mentalfloss.com and then um, I also linked and we can put it in the show notes and when we post but for Jurgen Otto the photographer if you want to look at some of his pictures because they're gorgeous um, I linked his Facebook page, which has photos, and his YouTube channel, which has videos, which I'm going to open this one. For full disclaimer, late at night, sometimes I like to scroll through Instagram and look at micro shots of, like, strange insects. So there's quite a few, like, photographers that I follow on Instagram and, like... It, does that also include the Robin... Robert Pattinson fan page. Uh, this is going to be a thing. Back You're going to make that. this a thing. You're the one that sent me the 
material. You can't send me that and expect me not to jump. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But look at this cute girl. Pretty is cute. Damn adorable. Right? I mean, he's pretty. Right? So much, like super interesting. I would be terrified if I saw it, but it's like I would actually. So you know what they remind me of? Like you know the little jumping spiders that mm-hmm. we have that are just like little tiny fuzzy little spiders, yes. just completely naps. harmless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got that leg up though. He's ready to do he it. He is. His little things on his head are like spiked. Get he looks it. like he looks like um. I think it's in Shark Tale, the jellyfish that have like the the that are like Rastafari. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what oh, it yeah. reminded me of he, a lot. His little dreads. Yeah. Little little so yeah, that's up. the sparkle muffin and the Skeletorist peacock spider. Cute. Can, I, can I see the? Um, oh, the Skeletorist one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Less that cute, makes sense. Right? Super but boring. still badass. It reminds me of the mom in Coraline. Oh, oh yeah. But oh, also, I, I kind of like how big its eyes are, because one thing I don't like about spiders when have that little tiny beady eyes. But yeah. this one, at least its eyes are, like, proportionate to its They're body. They're kind of cute. It looks yeah. like um that Marcel the Shell. Remember those back in the day? Yes. That's what it looks like. Real cute. Yeah. Yeah. Cute. Cool. And so, I am terrified of frogs, so of course I did a frog just to scare myself. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. So, I did a frog called the Foam Nest Tree Frog. There were some that were called, like, gray foam nest tree frogs or African foam nest tree frogs. I just said foam nest tree frog, so do with that what you will. Okay, so its natural habitat differs but includes subtropical or tropical dry forests and dry savanna. In these dry habitats, the seasonal range encouraged the females to come together with sometimes multiple males. Yeah, girl. (laughs) There may be as as many as 12 males present at a mating. Those that have not been able to mate with the female will add their sperm to the mixture of foam and eggs in the hope that they will fertilize some of the 12,000 eggs. So it's one giant orgy. Yep. Sperm and jizz everywhere. And these babies are incubated by a jizz bubble, (laughs) which is, yay, isn't that great? (laughs) The nest offers the tadpoles protection and protein, so literally they eat the jizz to stay alive and grow. How lovely is that, nature? So now I know why you were like, <laughs> right. I was like, this right. can't really be a, a I wonder if these episode are for your frogs dad. all named like Kimberly in a sorority. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yikes. Um, <laughs> after four to six weeks, the tadpoles will fall from the bottom of the nest into the water. A female will take seven hours to build her nest of froth, which that word just got worse and worse as I, didn't, I was I don't reading like this froth. And then it was like talking, ugh. During this process, she will enter the pool two to four times to rehydrate because she's just so exhausted from banging yeah. and, and making this froth. Um, on her return, she will continue building the nest and laying the eggs, but the mating is likely to be with a different partner. So she got to go, like, take breaks and then come back and yeah. there's a different dude on deck. Mm-hmm. First moved on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Please don't. <laughs> when the foam nest tree frogs mate, the females produce an oviduct secretion. This is then whipped up with her and the attending males, which, lol, the attending male, whoever's there at yeah. the time. You. You'll do. Um, the <laughs> male's hind legs to create a froth in which the eggs are laid and fertilized. The froth dries with a meringue-like crust. Oh my god, right? why a meringue? <laughs> I why? know, it gets worse and worse. It dries with a meringue-like crust to protect the eggs. So it's just like a jizz bubble that hardens to protect. And then the babies eat it. I wish the they could talk and tell us about their life because then they'll just say, ah, I'm snuggling and nuzzling my dad's jizz. 
Nature, right? Nature. It's beautiful. It's great. Uh, because they spend the majority of its life in trees and grasses and shrubs, they are able to spend the majority of its time out of the water due to its ability to reflect heat by turning white, secreting a wax-like substance to stop dehydration, and conserving water by concentrating its urine. So this is literally the grossest frog. Uh, yeah. 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 I, well, I was, like, looking for, um, like, animals and then there was a bunch of frogs that popped up so then i just typed in like weird fucking frogs and this one was like on that list nailed it oh god yeah this is the worst um okay so i'll show you pictures and then a video clip of this them like making this froth it's gross okay let me show you a little clip of them making this damn froth yay yummy can't wait ew look at it right Oh my god, it looks like they're on top of a bubble bath. Yeah. Like a cloud. And then you realize and what that's that all jizz. Yeah. So to jizz our audience, this, this looks like secretion. these frogs are Some literally just... It's like a foam party. Like, foam party. Yes. That's exactly what it was. Isn't that gross? One of them's definitely named Kimberly. Absolutely. Told you. Mm-hmm. What's the, guy, what's the, the male's name? Is it Chad? Oh, for sure, Chad. I was thinking Brad. So close. Chad yeah. and Brad. <laughs> oh, oh. Isn't that disgusting, though? Oh. Uh, this is why yeah. I don't like frogs. And yeah, so that is my animals and bugs. I'll say my sources again. I did lifescience.com, mentalfloss.com, fascinatingafrica.com. Um, and then I will also link Jurgen Otto's Facebook and YouTube, which his, his YouTube is Peacock Spider Man. And <laughs> oh, his so Facebook cute. is Peacock Spider. So yeah, that's all I got. Awesome. So we heard about the great jizzing frogs. Yes, we did. <laughs> I wanted to hear about your weird animals. Uh, well, it's it's kind of funny because I today I brought to you two animals, and I went the route of, like, terrifying. There's okay, a good. lot of terrifying creatures out there, so it's hard for me to narrow it down, mm-hmm. uh, but there's two that really stood out to me. And the first creature I'm going to go over is the bobbit worm, also known as the sand striker. Wait, does it look like a penis if it's named Bobbit? I was saying that too because Elena Bobbit. Right, so they don't know for sure. <gasps> Someone's an asshole. I love it. I know, right? They don't know for sure if it got its name because of you know Lorena Bobbit and John Bobbit. You know, is that his name, John? Yeah, I couldn't remember because he's such a waste of a human life. Right? Correct. Yeah, nobody cares. She's a queen, though. Right. Good for her. Real quick, my sources are treehugger.com and then YouTube channel Smithsonian channel. Uh, episode 12 terrifying creatures to make your skin crawl. Let's start out with a description of this uh, worm. It is a very long snake-like worm with like little, I I guess you would call them like spines or like little spikes on the side of its body. They're not quite (laughs) legs, like it doesn't have legs, but they're like little spikes. It's like fluorescent in color, so it almost is like rainbow-like, so like when the light hits it, like its color changes. Yeah. Which would be really attractive to like fish. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, so it has a fluorescent body, and then its mouth actually, it has no eyes, and it has no brain, but its mouth is a giant pair of basically like jaws that are just giant scissors (gasps) that stay pretty much open. Oh, I'm always so interested in animals that have no brain, but still function and survive isn't that crazy so yeah it has scissor like retractable jaws that extend past the worm's body to like basically extract its prey oh so think like the alien from the movie alien like its jaws kind of just extend out and And you said that i thought of those like you know those little 
those grabber things where it has a little handle and you squeeze it. And yeah. It yeah. So also another fun fact is people suspect that this is the worm that inspired the movie Tremors because this ah. worm actually stays underground and the only part that you can see of it ever really is just like its mouth. At the So it builds like this L-shaped tunnel. And its body is really long, and so it's, like, in an L shape. And then it only has its mouth open, and it has these skinny little antennas that pop out. And that's actually what detects any creatures. Horrifying. That, um, and this is an ocean-dwelling worm, so any, it will literally just eat anything across the seafloor. Oh it has God. no, like, specific diet. It'll eat crustaceans, it'll eat fish, it'll eat octopus, it'll eat anything. That'll Can it crash back it. like those things? Yes. So the scissor-like jaws are actually so powerful and strong that when anything swims over on top of it, it can grab it and it can bite fish in half. Oh, shit. I know. So, Damn. yeah, they have these long antenna, like I said, and no eyes and no brains. They really hunt with their antenna. They're ambush predators. Their average length is anywhere from less than 10 centimeters up to 3 meters, which is 9.8 feet. And about two centimeters. feet. Mm-hmm. This is why the ocean is scary. It is. It is. And it's uh, about two centimeters in diameter, but obviously you can probably get thicker than that. Um, they live anywhere from like... <laughs> Jericho's fake. <laughs> they live anywhere from three to five years. Um, however, these creatures are especially nasty because they're basically prehistoric creatures. Like, they've lived for over 20 million years. They don't have fucking brains. It's just like, mm-hmm. well, do they have gonna... any natural predators? No. Tight. I mean, other than just, scary. like, they, a, not a lot is known about them because they're kind of hard to find. Yeah. So, I mean, they burrow underground. Maybe this is why, like, because NASA was originally started to explore the ocean. Maybe they saw these bitches and were, and they like, were like, fuck it, space. <gasps> Why? You know us out of Done. SpongeBob with the Alaskan bullworm. Because that big-ass worm in that episode. Mm-hmm. And underwater. What if that's that worm? Because it was blind. <laughs> SpongeBob, man. Nailed it. I, I love it. I know. Oh, my God. That was awesome. So here are some facts about the Bobbit worm. It lives mainly in the Atlantic Ocean, but can also be found in the Indian Pacific Ocean. And one was found in Shirahoma, Japan, that was actually 10 feet long. Ugh. No, thank you. 10 feet. Also, who found that and how did they find that? So because... it was found in 2009, yeah. and it was actually, the worm had embedded itself in a raft that they had used out in the ocean. Oh, oh thank God. I, I was like, oh, oh but it God. wasn't like feet or something. I'm like, oh. No, yeah, no, it was it was found in a raft, and they only found it because they decommissioned the raft and were, like, taking it apart, and then that's when they came across the worm. Obviously, yes. it had significant food source because it was able to get long. that big. Holy shit. Like I said earlier, it is an ambush predator, um, and they just use their antennas to basically hunt their prey. They just sit and wait. But they can also use their antennas in their colorful, like, rainbow-like skin to mimic smaller ocean worms to attract bigger prey but their jaws are wider than their bodies and they're so strong that they can cut bodies of you know the creatures that they hunt completely in half and the videos on this you guys so disturbing i i watched one eat an octopus and (gasps) crabs and like you just see pieces of its body just flying around oh gross and their jaws are actually so durable that they've been preserved in fossil records, which to me kind of blows my mind because it's like a worm, right? Like you don't think yeah. you'd be able to see any. 
But, like, that's how substantial their jaws are. You could not pay me to get into a time machine and go back to prehistoric times. Absolutely Fuck no. Basically, when they attack their prey, the opening of, and, like, literally my sources called it their lair, will collapse. So they'll grab their prey, and then their opening will collapse, so then the prey is kind of buried, (gasps) and it slowly chomps on it as it drags it further down into its, like, little tunnel to eat it. And also... She's so happy. I know. She's like, you guys, these things are so nasty. So it also had, like, excretes a lot of mucus because, of course, what kind of gross creature doesn't. And so this mucus actually helps kind of keep their tunnel, like, fortified, but also helps trap a lot of its prey. Their little burrows are lined with mucus. Um, Is it frothy? Not that I know of. Not that I'm aware. (laughs) How do they reproduce? Do you know? I didn't really care to look yeah. into it. I'll, I'll be honest. There was a whole section on reproduction, and it did talk about how they're horny, but okay, I great. just was like, whatever. I have enough No brains and horny. Yeah, Perfect. I know. Right? right? It's very rare to actually see their full body because, again, it's once you spot one, they can actually burrow down so deep that you can't really, like, go in after it. Fuck, now I want to catch one. Ugh. They Maybe are not among... to go anywhere near that. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. They are among the only few species of predatory worms to be fossilized because of their mucus secretions uh-huh. and their iron deposits um, that have actually preserved them over time. Okay, so our buzzwords today are mucus, mucus secretion, and froth. 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 Okay. They also can wreak havoc in aquariums. So what happens a lot of times is when people, you know, scoop up tropical fish or creatures or whatever... And they want to bring part of the environment, you know, with them to fulfill, you know, to fill their aquariums. They'll accidentally bring (gasps) in one of these worms. The worms can burrow. They really don't have to do it just on the, the, like, seabed. They can do it in rocks. They can do it in any kind of of thing like that. Yeah. And they literally have no known, like, true predators. So it just has a smorgasbord of food when they're in an aquarium. Oh so they can completely annihilate all living creatures in these aquariums, and they're very hard to get out because it's almost kind of like a parasite. You can't see it. Yeah, you're you like, what the fuck it. is like, killing everything? Exactly. And so a lot of people don't even know they have them. They just Yuck. notice their fish are gone, and they're like, that's oh weird. Yuck. Yeah. Can you so, imagine those people who buy those, like, $1,000, like, rare fish and shit? Their fucking fish go missing. And again, in 2009, in an aquarium in the UK, they discovered a four-foot bobbit worm in there <gasps> that had completely destroyed everything Gross. in their aquarium. Oh, no. So that is the information on the bobbit worm. All right, so Birdie is showing Jerrica a photo. And see, look, they have... See, these aren't, like, legs, like Ooh, you would they think. They're, pretty... like, little Ew, they're spines. meaty. That's gross. They, they are. are. And then, like, look at that guy. <gasps> No. Oh no, that's a video. Right. I didn't want to. Look video. how long they are. Nasty. Oh my god. Let Sick. Me... Sick. It looks like a fucking slinky. It yeah. oh it does. You're totally right. Oh, and then here's god. a close up of its mouth. Really Remember, like though. I said, the like mm-hmm. scissor like kind of mouth. And when you watch the video, it like straight up cuts a fish in half. That looks like those that was like blades and shit on saw. You know, mm-hmm. where it has like a thing where it's like coming towards her head. Oh my god. Don't like it, right? Don't like it. So yeah, I mean it can completely annihilate anything really within its vicinity. It almost looks like a centipede to me. Yeah. It does, right? But, it's, but then they're like meaty. That's why they're just it's just off. Right. So I wanted to look up to see if anybody had ever been like attacked by one if it had gone out of its way. And there weren't any stories of that Although scientists do say that if you do come across one, especially one of the bigger ones, 
it can give you a pretty nasty bite. Also, a hundred percent. How would we know if somebody's just swimming and they disappear? True. There's a real big one out there. Ten feet True. long. That's massive, dude. Like, that is, and that's just the ones we know about. Mm-hmm. It would at least even just one that's small. I would think could take a toe off. Yeah. Yeah. If not, like, the the least damage it could do is break the skin. I think the most damage, yeah, like, like would be, like, unmeasurable. An appendage. But, like, yeah, you would lose something. It's but, a like, yeah, yeah, bobbit worm. <laughs> we need one of those. We got this froth fucker. Like, we got all <laughs> these right. bags of tricks. Okay, and now that we've discussed one of those gross-ass prehistoric worms that scare the shit out of me... P.S. Imagine that thing as like, like giant. Can you imagine one of those giant ones in the ocean? That's what I'm telling you. The SpongeBob episode. It's there. I'm gonna <laughs> like, be oh, that's that your meal. reference. Done. Cho Joseph. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm-hmm. So my second creature is apparently I'm I'm scared of water creatures. Is the Goonch catfish. I used to so endearingly call it the Goonch. I was like, catfish. is this Goonch? That's yeah. the we heard. Yep. Also known as the giant double catfish, or the Bagarius, as uh, Jeremy from River Monsters would call it. Ooh. Uh, the man-eating catfish. My sources are River Monsters, because of course this episode kept Absolutely popping up. Happy. Wikipedia, and then animalspot.net. So the description of the Goonch catfish is it's a very large species of catfish. Found mostly in the Indian subcontinent, uh, Indian, Nepal, South and Southeast Asia. So luckily, I think we're okay. But yeah. still, I don't know. Hamilton Pole has some <sighs> I know we in there. And then all those oil spills, we got some fucking radioactive. Yeah. That's true. In there. I also have heard that the dam um, here, mm-hmm. like people who go scuba diving and stuff by it have claimed that they have seen catfish like the size of cars. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I believe it. And that they'll sit at the bottom of the dam with their mouths yeah. open. Yeah, because I mean, it's easy. Horrifying. It's an easy like food source. Yep. And so I think that's actually kind of what sparked my, my fear of it because I had always watched River Monsters and I had heard about this fish on there. And then when we went swimming at Hamilton Pool, I had also heard rumors about giant man-eating catfish. And when we went there... The catfish on the surface were giant, so mm-hmm. I can only imagine the catfish so, that are deep down in Hamilton Pool. I'm very, very pale, and fish bite me constantly because they can see my freckles and the moles on my legs. And Savannah started talking about that catfish and I started getting really concerned because I know they can see my little legs wiggling. Yeah. When I'm <laughs> your, little, your little white legs. But I get bit all the you freaking do. Yeah, time. I remember we were sitting and you are eating my freckles. <laughs> they're eating my freckles. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, catfish, I mean, realistically, it's kind of like when you throw a goldfish into a pond, they can really just grow and adapt to, like, whatever environment they live in. Yeah. They really don't have any natural predators other than humans. They can eat anything. Anything. Their diet consists of just whatever. Yeah. So, these catfish are mainly found in the Great Cali Rivers, and what's crazy about this type of catfish is they actually thrive in, like, fast currents. That's why they're kind of unsuspecting to stay humans because you don't typically find a catfish this big and something yeah. like that that can Fast possibly hunt you. Can you imagine just like maybe you fall out of a boat or something and you're like, ah, I'm in the rapids, and then something meaty just like knocks into you? Oh my god. Yeah, and I mean these things are big, so they range anywhere from two me. And these are just ones that like people have seen but they there's been evidence of bigger ones but two meters in length so anywhere from six and a half feet to 
nine feet, possibly ten feet. Ew. They also have multiple rows of sharp, like, razor-sharp teeth, like little jagged teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, their skin is camouflaged with murky waters and muds and rocks, which would be what you would find, like, in yeah. fast currents and things like that. So it's, like, a really slimy outer... Yeah. skin that just blends in with the water that you're in on river monsters the one that jeremy caught was five foot and seven inches which was pretty big but i mean he was like that's it, bigger than you girl i know it straight like, up is <laughs> and the record is 165 pounds and five ounces which is also really big but they estimate just based on what he was able to catch there that they can get up to 300 pounds possibly more big gooch <laughs> it's a big gooch <laughs> Not only is this thing giant and slimy and camouflage, and also with razor-sharp teeth, but it has a flattened body with, like, wispy fins on the side and poisonous spines that can paralyze you if you are stuck with one. No, thank you. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, gross. Right. Yeah, just... So cool. what is really scary to me about this fish is that it's, again, another kind of ambush predator. So here's what it does. It can actually wiggle itself to the bottom of the riverbed or freshwater source, whatever it is, and suction itself so it's, like, (gasps) stuck. All this motherfucker has to do is open its mouth because it's so big, it creates a suction. (gasps) So you can literally just be swimming along and no idea that there's, like, this tiny little whirlpool. And then you get sucked down. And because its mouth is so big, you basically get pulled in by suction. And it makes it virtually impossible. Uh, And because it's suctioned to the bottom, like, you're in there. You are not... You can't fight it. You can't fight something... I feel like I could get out with the gills or something. Well, I mean, you and I, like, we would fight. We would fight. For sure. I'd break off one of the teeth and start poking it. But I mean, if they caught one that was bigger than me, I I can't imagine I'm gonna... That's a losing battle. That's true. That's a losing battle. We're good. We're good. <laughs> We're meteor. So, typically their regular diet is fish, crustaceans, amphibians, invertebrates, but like you said, they will literally eat anything. So Ugh. if you come across one and it's big enough and it can take you, it will. Yeah, it wasn't, didn't a cow get eaten by one? Or So it has some stories okay. for this oh, one. Fun. Very little is known about their behavior, so they're kind of like mysterious and that's also what makes them creepy because I feel like anytime I find a creature that scares the shit out of me it's always one we don't know much about yeah, and you're like this isn't helping I know I need to know my enemy True. but they are known to be ferocious eaters and very agile swimmers despite their massive size the history with them is that they have developed a taste for human flesh great. and that's why they are called the man-eating catfish oh, great. and the reason for this is because in India they would build funeral pyres over like freshwater sources, mm-hmm. it, mainly like rivers. Yeah. And of course, they would cremate their dead. And then the catfish would feed off pieces of, you know, the body of the dead. And then, therefore, they claim that that's what they think caused them to gain a taste for human flesh. I mean, also, I bet we just taste really good compared to like a snake. Yeah. <laughs> Kidding me? Gross river trash. Yeah. Right? Gourmet. All right. So, really quick, I have some stories from animalspot.net about the the goonch catfish between 1998 and 2007 a series of fatal attacks on humans took place in three different villages by the banks of the river kali like i said earlier flowing through india and nepal these attacks were claimed to be committed by the man-eating goonch catfish and none of these bodies were ever found that's the other thing that disturbs me is like 
when something can just like capture you and like eat you and like no part of your body is found so disturbing to me so the following list of reported attacks uh were shown on river monsters first the first victim was a 17 year old boy named dill bahadur who was dragged underwater in front of his girlfriend in of april in 1998 around 1 p.m he was just swimming along the river and snatched up the second was a young boy who was dragged under the river water in the same way in front of his father around three months after the first incident and number three the final victim was a young nepalese mm-hmm. nepalese nepalese right okay man of 18 who was pulled down in the river by something resembling an elongated pig so in their language when they try to describe the catfish they kind of described it with like pig-like features yeah fair yeah, so um, those are some stories that they have along the Kali River. So that is the story of the Goonch catfish, the man-eating catfish. No, thank Yuck. you. All right, Birdie, please let us know what your creatures are. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. So <laughs> I'm doing creatures from the Bible. I have five, but I'm going to kind of hit them really quick. They're my top five like weird things to find in the Bible. Okay. Oh. So uh, my sources are Jesus. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just Bless kidding. You. They, it is the Bible, and it's a bunch of Bible verses, which I, I'll post in the show notes, but I'm not going to go over them here. Okay. There. Yeah. A lot of them are revelation, though, so enjoy that. Okay. The first is the behemoth. It's described in Job as, See now the behemoth, which I made as well as you. He eats grass like an ox. Look now, his strength in his thighs, his force in the muscles of his belly. He moves his tail like a cedar. The sinews in his thighs are knit together. His bones are the tubes of brass. His limbs are the bars of iron. He is the chief of the ways of God. Chief or chef? I don't know. I might have written that down wrong. (laughs) Not sure. He who made him gives him his sword. Surely the mountains produce food for him, where all the animals in the fields play. He lies under the lotus trees, in the cover of the reeds, and in the marsh. The lotuses cover him with their shade. The willows and brooks surround him. So, basically, he's an unconquerable, usually male, land monster. He lives either in the visible desert east of the Garden of Eden or, again, in the marsh. A lot of people now believe that what was actually being described as a hippopotamus. I was literally about to say that. Yeah, (laughs) but, I mean, the only thing that throws that off for me is the tail, right? Because hippos don't have, like, these huge tails. They have those little tiny little flipper tails. Yeah, there there are some um, biblical theorists that believe that they're describing dinosaurs. Hmm. Um, And then, of course, that goes into the belief that dinosaurs lived with Jesus. Just hanging out. They're all homies. But, but, you know, if you find a dinosaur bone and you see, you know, because they were finding skeletons and shit back then and they see these big things. Like, to me, that makes sense then that they would make correlation of like, okay, then God made this giant land beast. So scholars go back and forth on what it could be. Woolly mammoth, hippo, dinosaur. The only thing that we know for sure is that it's massive and it has a belly button because there's another scripture in the Bible that goes on and on and on about this thing's belly button. Wow. So. That's that much? Weird. Yeah. So the next one is the Leviathan. Yes, oh, I was hoping you were going to do this. I love the Leviathan, right? I almost did that for the sea creature as yeah. long as that we did. Good. It's mentioned several times. It's thought to be huge. It might be multi-headed. It's a sea serpent. It has double-plated armor. Its skin is thick as stone. It has sharp teeth. It's usually associated with women. So the behemoth is seen as male and 
earth dwelling and then the leviathan is seen as female and living in the ocean um sometimes it's correlated with the devil which is really cool even some passages mention that it could spit fire so a lot of people think that this could be a dragon or a sea dinosaur like you know nessie Mm-hmm. which is what I believe. Ooh. At one point, it's killed by God and given to the Hebrews as food in the wilderness. Delicious. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, it's seen to be dwelling in the abyss. That's what it's listed as in the uh, Bible a lot and is often seen as the enemy to the Jewish people. According to later Jewish tradition, both the Leviathan and the Behemoth would become food for the righteous at the end of time, and both are considered to be chaos monsters. Oh. Chaos monsters. Yeah. And there's a third one that I found, and I didn't go into it that much because it's in the Sumerian, which is the um, Jewish, basically, version of the Old Testament. But there's a third monster that they go into that's an air monster, which is really cool. Okay. So the next one I want to talk about is called the Cockatrice. It's kind of a dragon. It's a winged, two-legged serpent with the head of a rooster. The cockatrice can kill by looking at a person or touching them, sometimes even just breathing on them. And it's slain instantly by a rooster's crow. They reportedly appeared when a rooster laid an egg, which a rooster is a male, but whatever. And it was left to be cared for by a toad or a snake. Which is the exact same origin story as the basculus that was used yeah. in Harry Potter. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> so, homegirl stole some stuff, but, mm. you know, whatever. Who doesn't? The cockatrice is usually depicted with wings, and the basculus is not. The next is the first and second beast of uh, Revelation. They're descriptively named... Uh, the descriptively named first beast is laid out in Revelation. It's also called the Beast of the Sea on account of the ocean as its point of origin. It has ten horns with crowns on top of them. The name of blasphemy is written across its seven heads. <laughs> it has the feet of a bear, the mouth of a lion. It's also described as taking a lethal beating uh, to its head, but it can miraculously heal itself. Hmm. Uh, the second beast is pretty much the same, but instead of coming from the ocean, it comes from the land and it has the voice of a dragon. It also has the horns of a lamb, which is nope. not terrifying. No, not but, really? I mean, I guess everything else be. in combination with that would be like... Yeah. Yes, but then like a, little nubs. It's yeah. a mishmash of a random bunch of shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last one is the Ophimum. Ophimum. It's O-P-H-A-N-I-M. And technically this isn't a beast, but it was so cool. I had to throw it in. It's a very powerful angel. It's actually the closest to God. They never sleep. They never eat. They guard the throne. They are composed of four giant interconnected wheels covered in eyes. What? With one giant eyeball in the center. Uh, sometimes, what the fuck? Sometimes it has wings. Sometimes it has flame shooting out of the center. Tight. And this it's one. It's like a mood ring. Right. <laughs> this one's super described. And it, it watches everything and it reports everything back to God. It's snitch. like God's snitch. It yeah. kind of reminds me of Sauron. Like the eye of Sauron. <laughs> yes. And I'll show you pictures. It's described as the four wheels had rims and they had spokes and their <laughs> rims were full of eyes roundabout. Yuck. So this is the behemoth. Whoa. Yeah, that's it. That's pretty much what I was envisioning. Yeah. Yeah. Describing it. 
the, our favorite, the Leviathan. Yeah. Look yes. at her. What a queen. Mm-hmm. That one just the cockroach. looks real derpy. Yeah. It does. It's very, very awkward. Very it's like those, awkward. You know, like in elementary school where you'd be like, roll a turkey, and you're like, roll a number, and then you add these legs. Yeah. Like, yep. That's what that looks like. That's Yep. It has a spiked little snake tail, weird ass wings, but other than that, it just kind of looks like a rooster. <laughs> this is the first and second beast, and it's stupid little horns. <laughs> That's the freaking angel. I don't oh like that. That looks like creepy. that thing off of um, what is that? Thirteen ghosts. Look at yeah. all drippy. And then here's another one, but of it with wings and flames wow. in the center. Interesting. That's yeah. horrifying. That can you imagine? Like you know when the angel appeared to the three wise men and he's like, "Don't be afraid." Can you imagine if I'm this like, is what it? The fuck is it's that? not some like beautiful, handsome, like floating man. It's a fucking eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> Like, don't be afraid. Like, I'd be like, fuck you. What yeah. am I supposed to do? Like, yeah. yeah. Those are my weird beasts. Nice. So. Interesting. story, yeah. yeah, from the Bible. Yeah, I think we, we so. had a, a very good, like, variation of, of creatures. Yeah, we had predators, we had cute, unexpected arachnids, yeah. and then we had that thing. real. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what to call it. Uh, and then we had frothy orgies. Uh, frothy yeah. orgies, mm-hmm. yep. Fun. Yeah. Fun. Okay. So this week I wanted to take over the palette cleanser portion of our episode. Uh, so I have just handed Jerrica and Birdie a piece of paper numbered one through five. I have five questions to ask you guys. Jesus. I'm nervous. <laughs> and I need you to answer, you know, for yourself. Okay. Is it like this person said this, guess who it is? No, but I actually did have that as a palate cleanser because I was going to go back through our history and actually pull quotes Ooh, of oh random no. shit we have said in episodes, oh and we have to guess who said it. That'd be good for 25. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that's what I was. I wanted to do okay. for our anniversary episode. You guys ready? Yes. <laughs> All right. Number one, what is an actor that you cannot stand watching on TV or in movies? You absolutely refuse. Mm. I go on tangents about this person. I have no idea. I know yours. Kelly Clarkson. Yes, fuck Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> really? Yes. I don't know why. There's like nothing in particular. Fuck. Also, not a big fan of Reese Witherspoon. Huh. Don't know why. Just yeah. annoys me. Ah, uh, I don't know. Ah. Uh. I got test anxiety. <laughs> this is about you. I know. <gasps> I don't know. Okay. Um. Hmm. Just pick someone up like Doctor Phil. Doctor Phil. Doctor Phil. Can I just do a, a, a broad category, like a general? Does it have to be a person? Is so you asked our husbands this, and they're gonna tell us what answers. So think about how Joseph would answer this. God damn it, Elizabeth. You're not supposed to crack the code. Wild card. I, that's the that does not help. Honestly. Actually, yeah, it, that is. A I wild find pudding in random places. So, pudding. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Turtle. Hmm. <laughs> Denim chicken. Denim chicken. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you guys good? I am. <laughs> Okay. Oh, Jerrica. Okay, okay. Number two, what is your favorite snack or munchie, your go-to snack? <laughs> you were quick. You are like, fuck yeah. I know this. If Joseph doesn't know this about you, 
Men are, how are you guys getting married? Because I know this about you. Okay, guys, ready for number three? Mm-hmm. What is your biggest pet peeve? So I kept this PG because I thought this might be your PG episode. So these are all pretty clean questions. Just FYI. I could have asked some really crazy questions. Yeah. You guys ready for number four? Yep. Mm-hmm. Numero four. Because <laughs> no, no four. <laughs> Quattro crazy. Okay. <laughs> what is your weirdest side hobby? Something that you probably don't think is strange, but maybe like an outsider would think is strange hobby. Like our husbands. Yeah. I cannot wait to read these answers to you guys. They were really good, too. Like, I asked them, and they both got back to me, like, immediately. I was like, oh, it's so loud. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay, number five. Name one food that you absolutely will not eat or touch, no matter the circumstance whatsoever. You just refuse to eat it. Okay, so just so our audience knows, I already went out and talked to Birdie's husband and Jerrica's fiancé, and I got their responses to the same questions. So it's kind of like the newlywed game. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you guys read your answers to these questions and then I'll read what they answered okay. as. So number one, an actor that you cannot stand watching on TV or in movies, Birdie. Molly Ringwald, hate her face. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and I said Megan Fox because she has weird thumbs. She does. Okay, so John <laughs> said Stephen Collins. Who the fuck is Stephen Collins? I don't Collins? know! <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is Stephen Collins? And uh, Jerrica Joseph said Robert Pattinson. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I always talk shit about him in all the Twilight movies we watch. Yeah, that's a really good one. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I was always thinking, I was thinking females, but like, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Oh, you know what? That's actually a good answer. Who is he? I think he I think he's the dad from from Seventh Heaven. Ooh. Yeah, the pedo yeah, dad. The pedo. He is. Our good answer, Josh. Hey, you know what? You know what? Right on. Yeah. Okay, number two. What did you say was your favorite snack or munchie? I said cinnamon toast crunch, baby. I said gummy bears. So Jessup got it right. Gummy <laughs> bears. But he said specifically sugar-free gummy bears. The ones that I like, yeah, it's like the red and white bag. I'm very spe- I don't like Haribo. I don't like any of that oh, shit. Oh, yeah, the it's red and the white. the red and white bag. They're the best. The best. And then John said zebra cakes. <laughs> Those are delicious. God damn it. <laughs> You're like, John! Okay, number three, Birdie, biggest pet peeve. People skipping lines. Like, either cutting in front of me in traffic or Ooh, getting in front of me that in the I just hate it. I said dirty sink or dishes or wasting food. Okay. Good call. So, John answered dishes piled in the sink or do hate that. my socks all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Joseph said not cleaning up after himself. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. He's doing so much better than John. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Okay, number four, what did you put as your weirdest, like, side hobby? Popping pimples or watching murder shows. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I didn't think about that. Um, I don't think it's weird, though. Um, mm. I said right. <laughs> I love British reality TV shows, and then also I play a lot of rock band and guitar hero. Oh, okay. Yes. So John answered constant murder show watching. <laughs> yes. A bunch of question Got marks. One. <laughs> And then Joseph said, she doesn't even have, she doesn't really have any weird hobbies except for plotting my death. Probably. Laughing. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, number five, last one. Oh, I like to ask him, like, well, we both probably do this, like, would you still love me if... Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's probably it. what our joint Would you still is. love me if all my teeth were on the outside of my lips? <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't have any skin? Yeah. All right, last one. Number five, name one food that you absolutely would not eat or touch, no matter what. Liver. Liver, okay. But John probably said nothing. <laughs> I said anything slimy or goopy that, like, pudding texture, I hate. Or cantaloupe. <laughs> Why can't, like, I fucking polar opposites? Cantaloupe are... is disgusting because everything gets that, like, it's, like, wet and everything and also, and tastes cantaloupe, like it. also, cantaloupe, also, too, I, my dad raises them on his farm, so, like, you, you have to, like, pick them at a very specific time. And cantaloupe if you don't... so good. It can taste so nasty, but if you get, like, the right one, it's, like, perfect, but then... It, Every it, single person mm-hmm. in my family loves them. When my mom used to, like, make fruit salad, I would throw a fit, and so she had to start putting stuff... Because yeah. everything tastes like it. It really does. Like, I don't want You're any totally of totally right. John's answer, and Birdie, you were right, he said that you don't have any... That you wouldn't eat. <laughs> you just will put anything that's in your mouth. Pretty much, yeah. I'll try anything. And except then, liver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he didn't even put that. And then Jerrica, <laughs> Joseph said octopus, spam, or Vienna sausage. Ew, yeah, that's so true. <laughs> Ew, he loves that shit. Him and my mom have these, like... What, spam? They love, my mom will, like, talk about all these recipes, and he's like, ooh, yeah. And I'm like, you're not getting it. And then he gets those little Vienna sausage cans. Ugh, <laughs> I can't. That's that's true. I didn't even think about that, but that's so true. One time, Crackhead April and I met Ben Stein, and she asked him to sign a piece of paper for her, for her mom, and he goes, well, what's your mom's name? She said, Vienna, and he goes, oh, lovely. Like, the, the capital. And she goes, no, like the sausage. Oh. Oh, of she course she would. She said that to Ben Stein. Oh. Yeah. It's on brand. That is our episode for today. We hope you really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, do Thanks for joining us. So you can follow us on Instagram or on TikTok, same handle, at violent underscore delights underscore pod. And give us a shout out. Love to hear from you. I respond to any kind of attention, really. <laughs> so, Love us. We yeah. are desperate. <laughs> we are. We're not Molly Ringwald desperate, but we're almost there. Close. Very close. Stephen Collins. I know, right? <laughs> Okay, thanks for joining. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. snitches i guess yeah right <laughs> that's true but how does it communicate it has no mouth maybe tell just eyeball just, yeah, like just eyeball. It's like morse code it's like <laughs> blinking yeah, yeah.